famous? Well, I just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my, uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. He to the three fantasy boys podcast we are your host steve duncan ryan sams myself mikey mize uh we are back on this wonderful wednesday uh september 15th we are recording for week two of nfl action uh we got thursday night football tomorrow giants versus uh reds no not redskins but the washington football team wow i'm two years removed from that i need to get on that um i need to tighten that up but yeah the washington football team versus the giants and thursday night football um, but we will break down pretty much all the relevant fantasy football action from the upcoming week two. Uh, we'll do some this or that. Pretty much I'm going to go over some guys uh, and ask these guys who they who would they play over this person or that person and why. And then at the end of the show, we'll do our heroes and zero. Same thing we did last week. Uh, we're all going to pick a couple guys, one or two guys for our heroes, guys that we think are going to break out or boom this week. And then our zeros, guys that we think will do the opposite. And that's going to be the show. So, fellas, how you guys doing? I know we've been talking before the show, but um, Steve, I know it's Liam, your oldest son's birthday. How was that? It was good. It was good. Um, we're going to celebrate, actually, this weekend, so... I uh, just took him out for dinner, had a nice little dinner, got him some V-Bucks because he loves Fortnite, and uh, yeah, it was good, so. You guys, you guys should have taken oh, yeah. him to, you guys should have taken him to Japanese hibachi. Let me, th- let me tell you guys something. I never had Japanese hibachi before, and I've been to Japan, like a few, like a good share of times uh, being in the military. But I never had Japanese like hibachi where you sit down and they do the grill and all that. You know, I never did that uh, until I was here in Manassas, Virginia, uh, for another work trip, much like I am right now, uh, a couple weeks ago with the wife and daughter. So we did it. It It's the first time I ever had yum yum sauce. Tell me what you guys. So good. Oh my god. Oh, so good, man. It's changed my life. I'm not gonna lie. It's changed my life. It's like I don't know how I went this long without having it. And now that I have had it, I'm on, like, a tear. Like, I have to have this in my life all the time now. What does it taste like? I don't think I've had it before. Is it yellow or orange? No. No, it's kind of like a mayo. It's kind of like it's, a... Yeah. It's yum-yum. Yeah, yum. <laughs> it's yum-yum. Oh, yum, okay, yum. it's yum-yum. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Hell yeah, I think I've had it You should have said that. Yeah, you should have said that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know how to describe it, honestly. It's kind of like... A spicy mayo, but it's not really spi- kind of like a tangy mayo a little yeah. bit. Um, yeah, no, it's it delicious. Like hibachi steak and fried rice. Chicken. Oh, mm. Yeah, it's changed my life for real. Yeah, we actually um, have a hibachi house uh, right next to where we live. And when I met my wife, she was the first to kind of introduce me into hibachi. And ever since we went there, I'm like, this place is great. Like, I love this place. So. Oh, yeah. I think hibachi might be American specific, to be honest. Like I said, I <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> and I don't remember ever seeing like about I mean I, you know I'm sure there is but I don't remember ever remember like hearing about oh we got to go to this hibachi place it was always sushi you know OG style sushi um so yeah yeah that's pretty much how that went yes I am recording this meeting Steve sorry I, it was easier than just texting it to you all right good <laughs> when I hopped on I didn't see anything so I'm like I gotta make sure it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. So, besides yeah, that, it's good. Let's get into some football, man. I mean, Ryan, you got anything? What, what's going on with you, man? Uh, I just did my normal ritual before analyzing fantasy. Stepped on some thumbtacks and I sniffed some glue. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Combed your beard with them. Yep. Brushed up with Hugo. That's pretty much it. How's Hugo doing? Is he going to be barking again or what? No. The uh, the wife, she has a Mac in the bedroom. No, he usually has out. something he usually hates our takes so he usually says something yeah. that says otherwise but yeah. we shut him up today that's good that's good keep him locked down i don't want to hear him one more time <laughs> just kidding all right so let's let's get into some of these matchups man like i said giants washington on thursday night football mm. um you're gonna start your guys we faded the washington receivers last week i still am not sold on any of them who was it? Sterling Shepard had the breakout week. Shepard did, it? yes. Yeah, yeah so Shepard had yes. He had like a 24. He had a he had a 20 plus point game. Yeah, he had a breakout week, and that's cool. But it could be Kenny Galladay, or it could be um. Help me out with the third. Who's the other one? Slayton. Darius. Yeah. Slayton. Yeah, it could be Slayton this week. So, so like, yep. it's just murky waters in in the Giants receiving room. Uh, Evan Ingram is out, so I guess that's something to like kind of, you know, keep in mind that he's not going to be eating up a lot of tar- the tight end spot isn't going to be eating up a lot of targets. Saquon's still banged up, but I would be wary about playing any of the receivers. I guess if you have to play um, Shepard because he had the breakout game, but that's still kind of a um, kind of murky waters to me. Yeah, he has more of the established connection with Daniel Jones, Galladay. Right. He might not still be up to speed with Jones on like a pass catching level. So I I could definitely see starting Shepard. Just be weary of the Washington football team's defense. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Because Daniel yep. Jones is not Justin Herbert. And they have even more to play for now, knowing that they don't have their starting quarterback and Ryan Fitzmagic. Yep. I mean, I think I still think Heineke's serviceable. I think he'll be able to score the ball. But um Something of note that I think the defense steps up to in both both on both sides of the ball, Giants and Washington. Um, so that's that one. Then we got so I want to talk about the Saints Panthers because I just find this one kind of interesting, right? I mean, the Saints played lights out D against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers last week. Who on the Panthers, if anybody, would you guys be starting? Uh, other than not named CMC. Not named CMC. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, it's a good question. I, would, I I guess go with DJ Moore. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of afraid yeah. of Robbie Anderson and his usage. Interesting. I'd probably uh, say the same thing, at least as far as the Panthers go. I I'm kind of scared because they shut down Green Bay. You know, yeah. they're they're a high power offense and they shut down Devonte Adams last week. So. I'm kind of scared for the Panthers in the past yeah, game. Yeah. So, yeah, CMC's back. He's eating up 
like pass catching targets and I'm checking out the target totals. DJ Moore, eight, Terrace Marshall Jr. Six, Robbie Anderson, three. So just going off the information from the last game, just you would start DJ Moore, the other two Marshall Jr. Or Robbie Anderson. It's they're going to be risky flex plays and you'd flex Robbie over Marshall, but Robbie is still a flexy or a risky flex play. Flexy. It's a flexy. flexy I like it. Flexy. It is a flexy, flexy play. Yeah. No, no uh, Sam Warnold or Dan Warnold in this one for you guys. You know what? <laughs> if the def- here's the thing. If they play lights out D again, maybe he's going to have to go to, to po- the postman. Swam Darnold. So like, I Darnold. got no one to throw to. I'm going to throw a lobber above your head. Please jump. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I would agree. I'd probably DJ Moore over Robbie. Oh, that's tough for me. No, I'd play Robbie Anderson over DJ Moore. I would. Oh. I, know, I know what the targets say, um, but I just think Robbie Anderson's the better receiver, and he's got the New York Jet connection with Sam Darnold. We didn't see it in week one, but I still think that's a viable thing um, to let percolate a little bit. So, yeah, so that, that's it for me. Jameis, sure. I mean, I, I'm all aboard the Jameis train at this point. I'm playing Jameis wherever I have him. <laughs> um, you know, pretty much like I've been a Jameis truther. So that's it for me. But but Jameis, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how he performs in the NFL level. If Jameis Winston is playing at the quarterback position starting, he'll be fantasy viable until they bench him for throwing too many interceptions. If he starts going down that road again, because even if he throws two picks in a game, he's going to throw three touchdowns. Probably he's still going to throw 20 points up because he can he can throw and he's a good football player. So yes. even if he does start going down a little bit, he's going to be fantasy viable, period. Hey, hey, the way I look at it, he's already got five touchdowns. Five, right? <laughs> five touchdowns. Five, six, something like that. He can he can throw five interceptions and still be yep. all right, you know? Exactly. <laughs> when that interception-touchdown ratio starts getting starts equalizing, that's when it's like, all right. <laughs> but Not to mention some something that a lot of people aren't talking about with James is he's, he's prepared. I mean, the one thing his trainer told him is, uh, what did he tell him? He just said be prepared. He just so. he just said be prepared. <laughs> He's prepared. He was pretty. I think his the inflection in his in his voice. He knew as he was saying it. He knew it was gonna be clipped and just <laughs> threw around Twitter. He was just like, God. He just said be prepared. I can't wait to see this on Twitter in a couple of days. <laughs> he did. He did. If you don't know what we're talking about, Jameis had an all time Jameis quote on Twitter. Go look it up. He was prepared. That's all I gotta so say about good. that. Um. Yeah, so that's that's really all I had on that matchup. Do you start um, Marquez Callaway? Yes, I do. I do. I do as well. Um, I'm a, the- I, I'm a, I do if you have to, because I think I'm going to start him in the dynasty. But from, from where I'm, maybe you guys see that see it the same way. I just see it as that kind of fluke. Jair Alexander, welcome to the shadow realm type of game for Marquez. And we kind of talked about it before where Winston threw the tight ends, you know, well-scripted pass plays ran. They kind of ran the offense through the run game and he just kind of hit those pinpoint touchdown throws. Do you see him possibly playing a little bit more like from behind against Carolina? Not from behind, but I just don't think that 
like you said, the, the game script kind of took took the ball in Jameis's hands as far as like having to really throw the ball around, and maybe yeah. that happens again. Um, but Callaway should be a safe enough play in my eyes. Juwan Howard, or is it Juwan Howard? No, not yeah, Juwan the Howard. tight end. Is it Juwan Howard? <laughs> Juwan, 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 wait, is it Juwan Johnson? Johnson. Howard's Juwan coming Howard. out. Just wait, is Juwan Howard a basketball football. player? Yeah, Juwan, yeah. Juwan Howard, Michigan, Michigan coach. coach. Yeah, it's not Juwan Howard. <laughs> but Juwan Johnson, um, I think, ate up a lot of the red zone targets. Um, and once they got ahead, you know, they were rolling, but Jameis only threw for like 150 yards. So I think he throws for more than that this week. Um, yeah, I think Marquez Callaway is going to get plenty of targets. And not to mention Traquan Smith, he's out. Um, so they have really Callaway, yeah. you know, and then um, Deontay Mr. Harris. Sla- Mr. Slants is on the IR. Yeah, so they have Deontay Harris and Callaway, essentially. So I think Callaway is going to get going to be fine this week. Um, I also think I want to point out that Deontay Harris touchdown, I think it's going to be a fluke. And some people probably added him from the waiver wire, but he was on Kevin King, the same guy, I believe, that gave up that touchdown to Scotty Miller, I think it was, and during the playoffs. Kevin King is their worst cornerback, and he just gave up on that play, and it was just, he was, he just burned him. And it was like, it was like we were saying before, it was pretty much Jair Alexander and on Marquez, and he was kind of getting double coverage too. So if you have that Deontay Harris guy, be prepared to probably drop him in a couple of days. Hot take. Absolutely. No, he was a he was a pretty hot waiver waiver pickup, especially for people that didn't get on the Elijah Mitchell train. So that's a good point. Um, Yeah, so that's that one. I mean, another one I wanted to talk about really quick was Rams Colts. This one's interesting to me because the Colts have a pretty formidable defense. We saw what Matt Stafford could do against a formidable defense against the Bears. Um, another one that I kind of called, by the way, just saying. Um, but, yeah, Matt Stafford had a great game. He's got a lot of good weapons on the Rams. Um, he's obviously got a great head coach, offensive coach, and Sean McVay, who's going to kind of let him do his thing out there. And it looks like he's having fun. I see kind of Stafford as kind of a weekly play going forward, if you have him. You probably got him late enough to where your team's good enough everywhere else that Stafford will definitely give you enough to, you know, he's not going to sink you by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I just want to see what your guys' take was on that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think Stafford is uh, yeah, viable play here on out. I mean, he's always been, even on the Lions. So I would I would totally agree with that. Yeah, the Colts are supposed to have a good defense. And, I mean, I know it's Russ, but they put up, you know, 20-something points against the Colts. And I think, although Matt Stafford's not as good a quarterback as Russell Wilson is, he's good enough in the system of of Sean McVay. And we saw that against the Bears. Like, he threw all over them. And I, I'm liking that call that he's QB1 leagues, if it's a 1QB, you got. I think you're lucky if you took Stafford near the end of your draft, because that means you probably got better wide receiver and running back depth. Just like pick him off near the end. And as long as he stays healthy, top ten quarterback probably. I would say. 
Excellent, excellent stuff. All right, so let's move on then. Um, so we got Jerry Judy going on IR for the Broncos versus the Jags. So big game for Cortland Sutton. Is that what we're feeling like? Because I, I, I've heard the consensus that people are, you know, call, kind of calling this a breakout game for Cortland Sutton. I lean towards Tim Patrick, honestly. Um, and that's kind of an insight to later in the show. But Tim Patrick, all he does is catch touchdowns, right? Like, I mean, he just is pro- he proves consistently enough that he's like he's a pretty safe option in the red zone and otherwise. Um, and I think Teddy Bridgewater is a pretty safe quarterback. You know, he's going to throw to the guys that he, you know, he's got confidence in that'll catch the ball when it comes down to it. And I think Tim Patrick fits the bill as far as that's concerned. So um, I'm interested to hear what you guys think about the Broncos wide receiving core. I'm thinking anybody but Sutton. So be it Tim Patrick or KJ Hamler. And it's not because I don't believe in Sutton as an athlete and as a wide receiver, but just coming off the ACL injury, I think it's going to take him a little bit longer to get up to speed and game speed and get comfortable because I, I liked him over Jerry Judy last week. And I think, I don't know who scored the most points, but because Judy went out, it might've been Sutton, but I think Judy was targeted more. I just think we just don't know how he's going to, we need more data on Sutton in the game, like in, in a game, at least six games before we can, you know, say he's going to be what he was because, you know, I think the jury's still out on him and I can't decide between Tim Patrick or Hamler. So for me, it's too tough of a call, but I'm going to go with your gut and go with Tim Patrick. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I hate to say this. I'm in the same boat, though. I think I think Sutton's going to get the number one defender and and that's Tim Patrick kind of be open. Who I really love, actually, in this game is uh, both of the Broncos running backs. So I think you could start both those guys this week. Me too. And be fine. So that's that's who I really love. Because yeah, they're I mean, Jacksonville, we right? About, yeah, we're talking about a yes. soft Jags defense. So, I mean, we're kind of fading Court and, Cortland Sutton in here, but, like, he still has a pretty viable option, you know, oh, yeah. against, the, oh, yeah. against the, the Jags if if you have him on a roster. Yeah. Uh, we're not really saying don't play him, but, I mean, as far as the right uh, wide receiving core goes with Jerry Judy out, we're just kind of – seeing who we would play if we had, you know, an option of those guys. Yeah. You um, know who, uh, real quick, do you know who's going to eat up? You know who's going to eat up all the receptions, though? No offense. No offense. My boy. You know it. He's just going <laughs> to yes. get them all. He's just he's right. going to pull a Darren Waller. Get them all. all right. keep, keep that same energy later on. I got something for you. If you could stay healthy. <laughs> oh, okay. Like the, like I called Derek Carr. Just, <clears throat> just saying. Keep don't that same ever, energy. Keep that ever, same energy, boy. Ever bring up Derek Carr in my presence? I will smite you. Derek Carr um, is despicable. He is despicable. <laughs> Five of his balls were uncatchable suspicion. to Darren Waller. Cost me my matchup. Listen, that he bully, pulled it out in the end. That's all that, that matters. From Toy Story. What's his name? <laughs> yep. Sid. Spike. Yeah, or, yeah, yep. Sid. No, you're right, yeah. Sid. <laughs> yep. Listen, I don't want to hear a word about Sid Carr. All right. And, I, and that's the last one I'm going to talk about him. Okay. We can go <laughs> so on. We'll move, move on to a better uh, fantasy matchup. The 49ers versus the Eagles. A lot to talk about in this one, right? Elijah Mitchell being pretty much the number one waiver ad in almost every league. Yep. Um, 
the 49ers. So let's get on a soapbox really quick because I want to talk about coach speak um, and why it's important. So I got a, I got a quote here from Tim Kawakami, who is of the he's from the San Francisco. He reports for the athletic for San Francisco 49ers. Um, this is what he tweeted earlier. He said, what we know about Shanahan and Turner is that it's hard to keep exact track of their running back depth chart order, especially the rookies. It can change every week. I was kind of paraphrasing there, but that's what he said. And that really resonated with me because it's like, it's so true with Shanahan. And we've talked about this before where he, he can go out there and say one thing. Um, and then here comes week two and Trey Sermon gets all the carries and you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Elijah yeah. Mitchell, who everyone added last week is gone, you know, for week two. Um, and then it flips. It's like, it's so unpredictable in um, San Francisco as far as running backs concerned. So, cause he came out and said, essentially he likes all the guys, you know, Shanahan was saying, well, yeah, Mitchell showed up and he stepped up in Mostert's absence and, you know, he had a really great day, but we also really like what we see out of Trey Sermon. And we also, have faith that um, Hasty can do the same, and we also we also have faith faith when um, Jeff Wilson comes back that he can do the same, right? So like, what do you what do you guys take on this? Is this still just like the Costco running backs play one and hope that it's your guy type thing? Yep, that's what yeah. San Francisco is, period. Yep, that's what they always been. I feel like that's what they are with with every position. You know, Shanahan decided not to play Ayuk last week and. He said, I think he came out and said, once he gets more practice in, you know, and it's because he's been dealing with an injury and Shanahan's just that type of guy. So Ayuk gets more practice in and hopefully uh, well, that he, wasn't, could, that wasn't he could the potentially only thing he play. Said. That wasn't the only thing he said, Steve. He's got to play better than it. the guy behind him. <laughs> exactly. Yep. And but you see, and the thing he also said something in the same vein about Trey Sermon. He's been dealing with an injury. Which is true. You understand that. We get the IU truth right here. <laughs> but he's, you know, he he's said the best Trey on the Sermon team. was outplayed. That's why. Sorry. And, but it makes sense that you can't outplay a guy behind you if your hamstring is shredded. But he still didn't play better than the guy behind him. But well, <laughs> I, I liked IU last year. It just, it's hard to, there's, you can predict that George Kittle will maybe get 10 to 15 points if they're playing from behind. Otherwise, they're just going to run the ball with four different running backs. Yeah, that's that's one of the easiest things to predict. I think it's Shanahan trying to be smarter than everybody, um, but really not being smart. You know what I mean? I think he's like really trying to big brain it when he doesn't have to. I think if he just ran with the guys that he knows are the best, they'd probably be fine. But because he wants to play this like, trying to keep the defense guessing and you know what I mean? Like I have to outsmart the defensive coordinator two weeks before we play them type of thing. He's like kind of outsmarting himself really, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, his system is so good and his run blocking is so good. I just, I feel in my gut that you could put almost any running back in the backfield and they could average four yards a carry. That's just how like, some of the holes they're opening up during, I mean, it was the Lions defense. I understand that, but his system's really good. And he drafts accordingly. Like I need, I just need a bunch of running backs, some with, you know, 
four four or better speed, some that are bruiser, and then I'll just throw them in. I don't care how they perform. They're going to get touchdowns. Yep, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, I wanted to bring that up to you, Steve, because I know you're a big Ayuk Ayuk guy. So, and I I wouldn't worry about Ayuk. I would I would keep him. Hey, okay, I mean, is that why you were was, trying to get him for me in the preseason? I just said I'm a IU guy myself. <laughs> oh, I thought you said Ryan was. <laughs> no, 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 that's me. I I'm gonna own up to it as well. I am an no, IU guy. I, I think he. I like. I see. I said a trade. I, I still do. Steve. I I still do like IU. Um. Yeah. So I mean, that's Shanahan being Shanahan. Another yeah. coach. We got we got John Harbaugh saying that he's blessed have four running backs like you know Latavius Murray, Devonta Freeman, <laughs> Le'Veon Bell, and Tyson Williams. He's just blessed to have that in his backfield. And it's just like, what does that mean? Like, um, I think you just have to read the tea leaves here and watch the film. And that's why I still believe in Elijah Mil- Mitchell and Tyson Williams because I was texting you guys during the games like, yes. listen, these guys look electric. These guys look fast. They look quick. They're bursting through holes. They're finding they're finding holes. You know, like yes, the offense is getting called you know, pretty efficiently, but like these guys look great. Um, how do you not play them when they look that great? You know what I mean? So I think if you just read the tea leaves and see who watch the film, who plays good um, and then roll with that, I think that's your best bet um, with teams like that with coach speak. And I, I just wanted to mention that while we're, while we're going through these matchups here. Yeah. They've got, I think it is important. That's a, that's a good high powered run offenses. You know, they have two, two of the best run offenses in the game, if not the best, Baltimore and San Francisco play the number one for as long as you can. Bingo. I wanted to bring something up with Tyson Williams because I, I was high on him as well, but I like to bring up some, you know, some negatives to help balance out the positives. Cause I like the way he ran against Las Vegas. A couple of things stood out, but these, you could just chalk this up to rookie mistakes but this is something that I think Latavius Murray could excel in that he can't is he had some missed pass blocking opportunities. And I th- one of the fumbles was partly his fault. Not saying this is the end of the road for Tyson Williams. He just needs <laughs> to clean this type of thing up because Latavius Murray, very capable back coming off of one of his best statted seasons from last year, as he gets up to speed more, he, there's a potential that he could take over the backfield. I think it's small right now. I'm still on the Tyson Williams train because he looked good, you know. But that's just one thing to think about because you always got to think about what what could possibly happen that could dethrone this guy. And when it comes to San Francisco, if you have room on your bench and IR, pick up Jeff Wilson Jr. Throw him in your IR spot if you got room because once he comes back, they're saying week seven. I would say probably more like week eight or nine. He'll be pretty full speed. And Shanahan, that's one of Shanahan's guys, and he likes fresh legs. So like he did for a lot of people last season, he could be a league winner inside of that inside of that offense. End of rant. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's a good that's a good point. Um, you're absolutely right. I mean Shanahan raves over the depth that they have at RB. Um and obviously Jeff Wilson just adds to that, and it makes him not rush him back before he's ready type of thing. So that's a good point. It's insane what they have there. <laughs> it is so insane. Yep. On the other side of the ball, you got Devonta Smith kind of stepping up for the Eagles. 
Um, I think you just have a really good young Eagles offense. I mean, honestly, I mean, we called, I mean, Ryan, you called Jalen Hurts last week. He had a great breakout kind of, kind of thing, even though he had really good games last, last season as well. Um, and then even Jalen Rieger was, you know, pretty good as a, what is a third year now wide receiver. Um, but he really kind of just broke out just now. I think they're really just letting those guys play within the scope of what they should have been playing all along. Um, and they have that with Jalen Hurts facilitating. So I think that's, that's good for the Eagles offense. Maybe what he needed in that offense was a real <clears throat> like alpha wide receiver one to draw the more complex or double coverage, you know, off the cornerbacks kind of not saying Calvin Ridley is this, but I would say a better comparison would maybe be a Juju Smith Schuster, you know, one of his best seasons is when Antonio Brown was on the field. Not to say Devonta Smith is, but Heisman winner, you know, he caught a touchdown pass. I think that was his first reception and he burned that dude too, you know, so maybe Devonta Smith being the number one is going to lead to Rager being a little more fantasy relevant. Yeah. And they were playing the Falcons. So, I mean, taper that, but yeah, um, they just look good week one and a lot of teams do and you know then they stink it up so we'll see but i just yep. like the young core that they have there in philadelphia uh, i think that's really good for the offense going forward yeah so that'll be a fun matchup um let's talk about one that can get interesting a little bit the steelers and raiders um steelers obviously with the three wide receivers that everyone kind of has high hopes for but at the same time no one really has high hopes for um, Najee Harris, who people absolutely have high hopes for, you know, Najee Harris was going in the first round in pretty much all the leagues that I was in. Um, and then he kind of had that lackluster week one behind a shoddy offensive line. What do you guys see this matchup shaking out as? If he doesn't do well against the Las Vegas Raiders defense, he's Gumby to me. Because I remember you showing me that stat that said the Iron Man. He had 100% snap percentage, which was, that's impressive. He got the usage. The Las Vegas Raiders, they got a pretty soft, I would say, front line. Tyson Williams, who is not better than Najee Harris, you know, at least from just like looking at them both, I guess, objectively or subjectively. I forget what objectively it is, but. Yeah. <laughs> I always get my, my objectively confused as well. I, yeah. Without bias is what I'm trying to say, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's late. Uh, Najee Harris looks like a better back. So I don't I don't care how bad his offensive line is. Make some plays. And this is also on Met Canada. Better, you better script him in better. Like he, We better see more screen passes to Najee Harris because that's part of why you drafted him. He's so yep. good at ca- catching the ball. You know, next two games – we're going to see if he's worth that draft capital right now. It's hard to make the call though. What about you, Steve? Yeah, no, no, no. I would agree. Um, I, I took Najee in our dynasty league and super high on him. Even if he has another dud of a game, super young guy. So I wouldn't be too worried about him. And yeah, to me, a hundred percent of the, snaps he was in like that is very <laughs> impressive he's the only Mc- running back McCaffrey can't even do that you know like, <laughs> right it's you know and it, I, I don't think it that's not gonna keep up 
because you're going to just wear your guy down. But like, like you said, Ryan, he needs to get involved more in the passing game. Yeah. And I think, um, I think you hit the nail on the head also, Mike. Um, um, I think it was the last podcast we did when Pittsburgh's in that go mentality, like when they didn't have a running back, just passing the ball, they were doing very well. And I think they kind of need to incorporate that a little bit because their O-line still doesn't seem to be the best, but I like Najee. I actually like Claypool out of these receivers. Um, it, see, it's hard. It's hard with this receiving group. You got three guys that each of them could potentially be the number one, at, you know, every week, just different weeks. So, um, at least this week, I I do like Claypool and Smith Schuster. Um, I'm not as high on uh, on um, the third guy. And Johnson. Yeah, Deontay Johnson. Yeah. Wow. I'm the opposite. Yeah, I am the opposite as well. I think until for me, the target share evens out. I just think Deontay Johnson is Ben's dude, you know, and just because of, I still think that Ben's arm is limited. I think it's, it's not completely noodle mode, you know, it's a little al dente, but then (laughs) as as we said before, as the season gets going, that thing is in a bowl of ragu sauce Nobody can get it out. It's overcooked. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a spicy meatball right there. Yeah, it's covered in sauce. It's like, how many different types of screen passes do we have in this playbook? Let's use them all. Yeah, no, I'd, I, would, I would agree, right? I think Ben's arm is a noodle, and it will become even noodler, noodlier, more noodlier, more noodler. All right, let's forget that I did that. Um, I think that it's going to get worse, and I think they're going to revert back into that pass happy. Because when the offensive line is played as bad as bad as it has in Pittsburgh, that's really the only option, right? Get the ball out quick. Yep. And you know, dink and dime down the field, and that equates to a lot of PPR points for all three of those guys. Um, which I just think Deontay Johnson is probably the safest option out of the three. Claypool, yeah, sure, he gives you that big play kind of, like, name value, but it's, I think that doesn't translate to when he has the thir- he has two seconds to throw the ball. Um, exactly. And I, and I think that's what we're going to see again this year. Um, but I do think that benefits Najee as well. Like, if, if Najee can get those little flare outs and dump offs really quick, um, yep. then maybe he benefits from it a little bit. So I'm not really too worried about him, but I think it's going to revert back to that as well. Like, I understand where you're coming from for Chase Claypool. I like the player and just the athletic ability. He's capable. He mossed that dude last game. I just, I don't think he's going to be as fantasy relevant as Deontay Johnson until either one, the offensive line gets better, or two, they get a new quarterback. Because I think if they had, let's say, Justin Herbert behind the line and Claypool was out to the right, Claypool would be more fantasy relevant just because Herbert, I think, his current form, better quarterback than Ben, can actually yeah. move in the pocket by himself some time as, like Mike was saying, Claypool needs to get down, needs some time to get downfield, open something up, you know. It just, Claypool's in a bad spot. He's going to be limited by the offensive line. 
and Ben Noodleburger. That's right. <laughs> Noodleburger. Noodleburger. You're welcome. That sounds kind of tasty, honestly. Yeah. Like a burger <laughs> filled with noodles. I'd eat a noodle burger. I'm not gonna lie. You could fill the noodles with cheese. Stuff it juicy Lucy Ooh. style. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> juicy Lucy, baby. Eat it, eat it in the bathroom in, in the tub when you had a long day. You know. <laughs> I don't know about in the tub. That sounds kind of <laughs> gross. You start <laughs> dropping noodles and burger pieces in the yeah, no, not on that. It's just soup. Um, noodle soup, noodle burger yep. soup. You're just swimming in your own soup, guys. Aren't we all? Story of my yep. life. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's, like a, that's like a weird thing. Uh, Wait, you guys, about... you guys don't eat in the tub and then drop your food into the tub and at the same time sing "I'm in a soup dance" song. I, I cry in the tub. I guess that kind of makes it soup, doesn't it? With my tears. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Make my own type of soup. All right. This episode, All right, this let's go on. Real. Let's move on. All right. Uh, I have one last matchup I was going to talk about. Uh, real um, quick, real quick. Um, um, the Raiders, Darren Waller. And then also, I just got a notification. Okay. Uh, Dan Duggan from The Athletic said it's unlikely the Giants will totally unleash Saquon Barkley. I don't know what that means, but he sounds like he's going to get limited. I don't think he should play. But I'm just saying, I'd probably not start Saquon. If no you way. Can. You you wouldn't start him. You would like because I think we kind of knew this, right? I think we kind of knew Saquon would be limited at least for another I, week or two. I don't think I would start him, man. I think I'm on the same boat as you. I wouldn't. Uh, I think if the, I if think the people had... that drafted Saquon drafted him probably in the first round. Maybe it was at the end of the first round. Yeah. But you don't. Draft a guy in the first round and not start him if he even if he's even has a chance of playing. You know what I mean? Like who else are you gonna put? Like your your options there is probably like Saquon or like Mike Davis. You know, like who are you playing? You're gonna play Saquon even if it's like. Would I mean, you I would. Uh, don't would you be play, stubborn? Would you play Damian Harris over Saquon? I would. I wouldn't. I actually, would. actually, I would. I would play Damian Harris over Saquon. Okay. I'm just seeing. I'm just because I'm hypotheticals. Just a lot hypothetical. I just wanted to see where where it gets. I so. would. Hey, listen. So listen. I would, but I think most people wouldn't. <laughs> That's my okay. point I'm make, making. I just thought it was interesting. I don't know what that yeah. means. He won't be totally unleashed. It's like I don't think he was last week. So. <laughs> yeah. No, he, he absolutely wasn't, and <laughs> I kind of expected him to not be totally unleashed. Um, and we'll talk about that. I think a little bit later. Yeah. Later. So. No. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Right, I think Saquon is kind of a sketchy play all around, but I think the people that drafted him drafted him high enough to where it's like they kind of have to play him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I understand that thought process as well. It's like I use my capital. How can I not play this guy right now? Right. But in the end, maybe you should have thought about that before. Before drafting Saquon. Him. Yeah. After a couple devastating injuries, because. After hearing that, Steve, Mike, maybe there's some validity to uh, that reporter that had that tweet that maybe they are trying to shop Saquon around and keep him healthy. You know, maybe they think he's out of it and they're like, well, maybe we can get some kind of capital off his name alone. I think there could be something there. 
Yeah, that's interesting. It's definitely something to watch out for. I mean, Saquon's still young, too. I mean, we're talking about guys like 24 oh, years yeah. old. Oh, yeah. um, and he did have a he did have a devastating injury, but like running backs can bounce back back from that, especially when they're still young. So I think if you drafted him, you're probably playing him. But you are you shouldn't have drafted him. That's what we're saying. <laughs> um, Let's say okay, so Josh Jacobs was held out of practice because of everything apparently. So you have Kenyon Drake or Saquon. 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 Okay. Absolutely for me. I mean, Josh Jacobs was banged up last week, supposedly, and he's, you know, he put up a fine fantasy day. Um, he didn't, like, at least when he was playing, he didn't look like he had been, you know, he'd come off the field and, like, be holding his hip or whatever, he limping or whatever he was doing, but, like, he looked fine while he was playing, so. He's a grinder. Yeah, and I think Saquon isn't, it's, I mean, we're talking about Saquon Barkley here. He's not like, yeah. you know, oh, I mean, yeah. we're not talking about, like, I don't know, 32-year-old Melvin Gordon. Like, the guy's young, and he's explosive. Like, he could still rip off a 70-yard run at any time. You know, it's not likely with him being all banged up or whatever and the Giants being what they are, but I think he's explosive enough. And if you drafted him, you drafted him high enough to where you kind of have to play him. Jamal Williams versus Green Bay or Saquon Barkley? Jamal Williams. Me too. With Jamal, so. <laughs> I just like the game script, and Jamal Williams got, like, what, nine targets in the passing game? Yep. He's, uh, he was a top five running back in PPR. Lions are going to play <laughs> down against the Packers. I think Jamal Williams is number two running back on the week in PPR formats, which Jeez. is nuts. <laughs> um, yeah, Who would have called that? 25 fantasy points, um, <laughs> which is awesome, but also If you awesome. called that, you're a genius. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about this last matchup before we get into um, some this or that. Last one I had I want to talk about really quick was the Titans and Seahawks. And I just find it intriguing because, like, the Titans are kind of still kind of like with Julio and, you know, um, who's the coach of the Titans? God, we're bad with names here, aren't we? Mike, Mike Rabel. Yep. Rabel was, like, all mad with Julio um, because of that holding call or whatever he had or the unsportsmanlike call that he had. Did you guys see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vrabel, like, called out yep. Julio for that unsportsmanlike call. Um, but I think it's just because Julio's the new guy on the team, and maybe he's a veteran, but he's still got to, like, earn respect with Vrabel or whatever. But the fantasy aspect is interesting just because, you know, Derrick Henry was so limited last week, um, and A.J. Brown was kind of limited in, in his own right. It just wasn't the, like, explosive Titans offense that we were, like, kind of everybody – expected i should say um so like so who are, you, who are you guys playing out of that julio or aj brown aj brown aj brown yep every week all week AJ i think brown. it's still his offense and also you know we're saying that derrick henry got stopped which he did but just like derrick henry does he still hit his floor and you know my full ppr I got 10 points out of them. So, and other lesser running backs, if they're scripted out of a game or they're getting stopped by a great defense, they put up like a a three point game. So I think Henry's still going to be the King. Their offensive line makes me a little bit hesitant though. (laughs) Like thinking about it and the way that the game went out of all the teams, 
that I saw the Titans look pretty worse for wear right now. So even as I'm saying this, trade Derrick Henry. <laughs> Steve, you know, I know you wanted to trade for him. I want 10 first round picks. I'll trade you for him. <laughs> 10 first round Not picks. 10. Right here. That's it. That's what you would. I'll trade you uh, if we did if we had a fab league. I'd, I'd trade you ten dollars in fab. <laughs> Ooh, uh, that's disrespectful. That is disrespectful. <laughs> I'm joking. I want a hot, out ten thousand American or in gold bars. I'll take that. Do you have silver? Ten thousand silver and a Netflix subscription for the next six months. Yep, then he's yours. That's worth God. it. I could I could do the other things. The Netflix though, that's kind of pushing it for me. <laughs> All right. All right, Hulu. I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We'll move on from there. The Seahawks, they seem like they're <laughs> starting to roll again. Russ was cooking. Tyler Lockett looked great. DK Metcalf will be fine. Play those guys. Yep. Yeah. Um Yeah. So let's go on to some this or that. So I got some questions I'm gonna ask you guys who you'd play over Pretty much this or that. I mean, that's self-explanatory, right? So let's get into it. Who are you guys playing? Debo Samuel versus the Eagles or Antonio Brown versus the Falcons? I'm Browns Brown versus the Falcons. I am Antonio Brown versus the Falcons also. Mm. I am as well, so that one kind of sucks. But It's all good. I don't know. I think Debo is intriguing, especially with all the Shanahan stuff we're talking about. Right. I mean, I you say what you want about him, Steve. I'm a truther as well. Like I've, like I've said on the record, um, but Debo stood out last week and it was against a bad Detroit Lions defense. But if Ayuk I, is not healthy and. I feel like Debo is like the only guy, right, other than Kittle, right, but. I'll get into I'll get into Debo later. We'll see. OK, OK, yeah. Yeah, I'll save that. We'll shelf the that. Falcons D, on. man. Yeah, the Falcons D is. Uh, Pretty juicy matchup, and we've already seen the connection with Antonio Brown and Tom Brady reigniting. So, yeah, we're all on that board. Um, next one I got for you guys. Mike Williams versus the Cowboys. Or Nelson Aguilar versus the Jets. Nelson Aguilar had a sneaky week last week. I don't know if you guys know yeah, this. He did. Mm-hmm. He did. So who do you guys got on that one? <sighs> I got mine. I'll start. I think I have mine, but I'm not sure. I'll start. I'll go. <clears throat> I'm going Mike Williams against the Cowboys. Mike Williams got 12 targets last week. Um, the Cowboys gave up 371 yards. I mean, granted, it was to Tom Brady and the Bucks champion championship team, but. I just really like this, the Chargers offense this year. And if Mike Williams is going to get 12 targets, even if he gets, I don't know, half that, if they're quality targets, that's that's a pretty good week for Mike Williams versus Nelson Aguilar in the Patriots offense, which is kind of just unpredictable still at this point. What do you guys got? I'm on it. I'm on it completely. Demarcus Lawrence, their only semblance of a pass rush for the Cowboys is out. There's some kind of foot thing. So he's out for at least this week. Justin Herbert is going to have a million years to throw, and that's going to be perfect for Mike Williams. Like how you're kind of saying, New York or the New England's offense, it's kind of hard to predict because Jacoby Myers is there. He got the most target. Well, actually, their, their targets were equal, but he was on the most offensive snaps out of the team. 
And then you got Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. They're too tight, you know, and they run the ball. You know, they primarily want to run the ball through Damian Harris, where the Chargers just want to let Justin Herbert air it out because he's that much of a, of a he's a phenom. I got Aguilar. So <clears throat> nice. It's tough, though. It was that is tough. a tough one, I think. I think that's yeah, that was a tough one. But I would, now... I would I would go with Aguilar. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I don't, I don't hate that. I don't agree, but I hate that. I don't hate that. <laughs> I don't agree, but I hate that. Um, I hate but, it, uh, but I agree. What you just said, don't ever say it to me again, but I also agree. Um, all right, so the, <laughs> so the next one I got for you guys. Let's go battle the rookies. We got Jamar Chase versus the Bears, Devonta Smith versus the 49ers, or Jalen Waddle versus Buffalo. Uh, each of these guys scoring a touchdown in week one, first time, or not the first time, but I think it's like one of the only times three rookie wide receivers have scored in, like, you know, however many years. It's been a minute. Anyway, yeah. Um, all kind of stood out in their rookie debut. So who are you guys taking in those matchups? Mm. <laughs> it's Cincy versus Chicago, right? Yep, Bengals versus Bears, yep. Jamar Chase I think the Bears, Bears defense are, is a lot softer than we think, so I'm going with Jamar Chase. Also, he's out to prove himself. Chip on his shoulder. Everyone taking that ball comment. It's hard to see and just running away with it. You know? hands. Yeah, I mean, he did go on Good Morning Football, and he's talking about setting records with Joe Burrow. So he's got a lot of confidence right now after that week one debut. What do you got, Steve? Uh, you're not going to like this. But I agree with Ryan, Jamar Chase, and there's only one reason I agree with Ryan, because come on, Bengals, back-to-back weeks against NFC North teams. You can do it. Like, yeah. You Take can do out. it. <laughs> I just, I thought Chase did look really good last week, though. Um, Devontae Smith, though. See, it's it's bad because I'm not looking at Waddle. It, to me, it's either Smith or Chase. That's just me, but I, yeah, uh, I'm taking I'm taking Devonta Smith. I'll just okay. chime in because I mean, listen, Devonta Smith got the red zone targets on that team. I think Ryan, you alluded it, you alluded to it. I think Devonta Smith immediately established himself as the number one receiver on that team over Jalen Rieger. Um, you know, I just think that Devonta yeah. Smith is he's going to be like the just it's hard to say like the Justin Jefferson of this year because Justin Jefferson was so good last year. Yeah. But if there's if any rookie wide receiver is going to be close to that, I think it's Devonta Smith just based on the talent and like, you know, what I mean, I like I like the connection that Burrow and Chase have, but there's plenty of options. There's a lot of mouths to feed on that offense, you know. Um, whereas the Eagles, it's, true. Really, it's Devonta Smith, and that's why I just have a lot of faith in Devonta Smith this week against the 49ers, which we saw. We'll give up some passing passing yards, um, you know, when it comes down to it. The Lions pretty much ate them up in the second half, so. Which is unbelievable. Yeah, so that's who I'm going with. And it was Dolphins versus the Bills, right? Yep. Right, right? Yep. Yeah, so Tredavious White is going to just cover Jalen Waddle and not let go. So, well, yeah. Um, also, uh, oh, what's his name is back this week? For the 
uh, Dolphins. Fuller, right? Fuller, yep. Fuller, yeah, so Fuller, he's uh, that's just three. another deep threat. Yep. All right, so the next one I have for you guys is talking about him a little bit earlier. Portland Sutton versus the Jaguars about Jerry Judy or Terry McLaurin versus the Giants. Mm. Because Terry has has Heineke throwing to him now. and He does. So that and adds a whole different, yeah. And Sutton is on a team with no Jerry Judy versus the Jaguars. Yeah, but he's got Teddy Two Gloves, man. Teddy Two Gloves look good week one, though. Hey, and <laughs> he has a sick, slick black visor. No one can see yes. where he's throwing. Honestly, you I can't may even have, see. <laughs> I, I may have to take uh, Sutton in this one. I guess. Oh, man. Yeah, it's hard, but I would I would probably take Sutton. I do. I, I do like the be quarterback better. I may or may not be facing this exact decision. It's hard to see. <laughs> I'm I'm actually kind of high on Heineke. I just don't know. Not really his first game. You know, not really his like. For, I know he played last year, but the guy hardly played at all in preseason. Like you know, like he's getting thrown yeah. in there, and it's just, I just don't know about this game. In the future, I probably wouldn't mind uh, Terry McLaurin, um, and it's probably gonna come bite me in the butt. But I'd probably go with Sutton. So sure. And it's Broncos who. Uh. We got Broncos versus the Jaguars. Sutton, Corton Sutton versus the Jaguars or Terry McLaurin versus the Giants. Oh, well, man. Both teams are going to probably win. Because I don't see. <laughs> I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> huh. Because, I mean, they're not going to be playing from behind. That's a tough call, but. It seems like Scary Terry has been pretty much QB proof. And I'm liking Tim Patrick or uh, Hamler over Sutton. I say Scary Terry. It's almost October. (laughs) 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 And that's the only basis is Halloween's a fun time. That's it. So you, uh, so you said you may be, you may or may not be dealing with this this decision. Uh, I have this exact decision. So who you, uh, who are you gonna go with then? Right now, Terry is in my lineup, um, but I have went through a couple tilts, and this okay. resolved nothing. Yeah, I know. Totally screwed. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, it's it's so hard to go against McLaurin, yeah. though. That's Terry the McLaurin, problem. Terry McLaurin had four targets last week. Four targets i mean he did go through a quarterback uh, change in the middle of the game yeah and that's have, the only did thing get game scripted out you know antonio gibson's doing, getting a lot of work ah oh, man it's just really tough Cortland sutton is kind of just such such an unknown right now i know what happens in this and what happens is whoever i don't play is who goes off so as long as i go into it facing that reality <laughs> Then I won't be let down, but yeah, <laughs> um, yeah we'll maybe see. it's just Jerry Judy commanded targets. Just He's bunch a different guy. Yeah, yeah I'm just don't play him both. Either of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> hey, or if you just want to trade McLaurin, I don't know what league this is in, but I'm always here. 
Just let you know. Okay? Yeah, no, it's not. You should pick Willie Sneed up one. off of <laughs> waivers and just play Sneed. Throw, throw Willie Sneed in there. Maybe you should yeah. just go with the worst defense. Kill Jacksonville Raymond. is a crap show. Yeah, it's not a bad. Uh, it's not a bad idea. Just you know. Yeah. New York's yeah. defense isn't horrible. Uh, they're better than the Jaguars. So just you kind of go with the crapshoot and you just hope yeah. that now that Judy's gone, Cortland steps up and catches some passes against one of the worst defenses in the league. Yeah. Yeah, you guys aren't helping anymore. So I'm just going to move on. Maybe you um, should just. Uh... <laughs> maybe I right, just off myself. No. <laughs> um, all right. So let's talk about. Zeke versus the Chargers or Aaron Jones versus the Lions on Monday Night Football? Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones eating against the Lions over Zeke? Take no bounce back for Zeke, huh? I think they're going to be similar. I think that Zeke's going to have a better game. I think the game script's going to be different. But I just... Oh, I mean, our, our it's really our secondary is Swiss cheese. But they they ran all over. I mean, San Francisco still ran all over us. I, I expect Aaron Jones to go two TDs in this game. So I I think Aaron Jones. Hey man, if I'm not mistaken, last year the Lions were the worst like defense. Hands down, everything. Period. Everything defense <laughs> in NFL history. Yeah. Oh, no. I didn't see much that changed on that defense. So I'm going with Jones. <laughs> Hands down is going to have a better game, more points, everything. So listen, you guys are just not like you guys aren't fans of our Leos, okay? I'm going Aaron Jones too. So let's move on. Damn <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> <am> straight. <laughs> All right, this one, this this one you'll like, Steve. Um, we got Noel Fant Ayuk. against <laughs> Ayuk. Ayuk Don't worry about the question. It's Ayuk. Hands down. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Noah Fant versus who? The Jags. Similar matchup we just talked about. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or Tyler Higby in the Rams against the Colts. We saw how Stafford targeted Higby, you know, on Sunday Night Football. Noah Fant had a good week as well. I think each of them had eight targets. He's back. Jerry Judy's gone. Versus the Jags. Yeah. That. See, I like Higby's quarterback better. <laughs> um, but I like the upside of Fant, especially now that Judy's not there. I think, you know, people are thinking, well, it's going to go to Tim Patrick or it's going to go to Cortland Sutton. And I'm a firm believer that Darren Waller 2.0 and Noah Fant, like that's where the ball is going. Like. <laughs> Oof. I, th- I, think, I think I uh, think Noah Fant is going to get a lot of looks off of Judy not being there. Hugo. So there's Hugo. There he, he is. He, Noah Fant he hates. Hugo just told me that Noah Fant is going to catch one pass, fifty yards after the catch, and he's going to have an asthma attack and sit out the rest of the game. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then who has more catches? Go with Tyler Higby. Noah Fant. Or no way! <laughs> Just one catch, asthma attack. He's done for the season. So is that your call, Rye? Tyler Higby. I'm going Tyler Higby. Thank you, Hugo. <laughs> Hugo uh, I always listen to him. All right. Um, who, who, who are you going with, Mike? I'm going Noah Fant. I like the matchup, like you said, Rye. Thank you. Or no, Steve. Um, Jerry Judy gone. Noah Fant steps up. 
Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Two Gloves has shown that he's good enough to, you know, be serviceable in that offense. Um, so I'm going no offense. And that wraps it up for our this or that. So let's get into the heroes and zeros of the week. Anybody want to volunteer to start us up? Well, let's do heroes first since we did zeros first last time. Sure. I'll go. Go ahead, Steve. Can uh, I'll, I'll just give my hero. I was going to switch it up and do my runner up, but I'll just do my hero. <laughs> so. um, My hero this week is and and forgive me i know we were talking to each other about our our heroes and stuff before the podcast but i completely forgot your guys's so (laughs) forgive me if i took one of yours i don't think i did um my hero is chase edmonds you piece of crap i'm shutting this laptop off (laughs) was that really yours right no no i didn't think that was his (laughs) Um, so he had 63 yards, um, rushing yards and four targets, um, and four receptions in his first game Edmonds, uh, and he's facing a defense, a Vikings defense who let Joe Mixon have, um, let's see, 127 rushing yards, one touchdown, uh, Mixon had four targets himself and then Samaj P. Ryan also added, I think a target in there as well. So five target total for the running backs um, last week of Cincinnati. I think Chase Edmonds is going to get it done. Uh, He's going to get the five plus targets. um, And that team's just too good. I mean, against a Vikings defense who, who did not look good against a run last week. So I think uh, Chase Edmonds, um, Is gonna be the guy that lights it up this week. So I really like that pick. Uh, mostly hero. because mostly because Kyler is out of this world really good at football. And whoever's on this team is gonna do really good at football as well. Hey, for that, for the Cardinals. That's my, that's my expert analysis on that. <laughs> hey, for the for for the, for the card it was beautiful by the way. For the Cardinals um, matchup, all I wrote was Cardinals, the whole team. Like I literally think you could just pick a guy and be like, "Yeah, I'm starting him." Like, <laughs> yeah, they look they look kind of um, Super Bowl contender ready after that Week One performance. So definitely don't hate that one. Uh, Rye, let's get let's get your hero in this. Ronald Jones, and that's just for this week. I'm not saying that. It's going to be a continuous thing, but Arians named him the starter. I know that I shouldn't, but I do believe Bruce Arians. Kind you of believe that? Yeah. <laughs> I believe it. I think that Rojo is going to get the start to kind of help boost his confidence. And if he doesn't fumble the ball, he's a good running back. Wouldn't necessarily say a good pass catcher, but I'm seeing him as a really good flex kind of play, <clears throat> especially against Atlanta defense. Their defense is like my butthole after Chipotle. Black, red, and it leaks. <laughs> the secondary. <laughs> the you defensive know, you know, line. You know I'm sound clipping that to not put in the Chipotle part. 
<laughs> Do it. Loose and fast. It's loose and fast. <laughs> Go to Chipotle, get the everything burrito, ask double everything. Hopefully there's a bathroom that's unoccupied. And hopefully Rojo gets the ball, <laughs> rushes for 150 yards. <laughs> through your anus. Clip it. Send yeah, it. You better clip that. Send it to me. So <laughs> I'm clipping that for sure. That's going up on the IG tonight. Fantastic. Anyway. Um, but Rojo. That, that's interesting. I don't mind it. I, mean, I like the explanation. I mean, I can get on board with that. Arians is a madman, but hey, if you believe him, that's all that matters. Just for a, this is a one-game rental. It's not going to be consistent, rental. but I'm just liking him this week against that defense. That is a good defense playing against for sure. And stop sending me Chipotle gift cards for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I have an issue. If that defense is anything like Ryan's b-hole, then you guys are in for a treat. <laughs> yes, you are. Great um, camera. My hero is uh, the great, the great one, Tyson, Iron Mike Tyson Williams. Um, listen, Kansas City finished sixth against the run on the week last week. They gave up 153 yards between, you know, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. This isn't a split backfield that they're going with the Ravens. I know, you know, he can say that he's blessed to have four running backs like that. But like I was saying before, the proof's in the pudding with Tyson Williams, right? Like, the guy looked great. They're not going to not play him. He did make those mistakes like you talked about, Rye, in the passing game, pass blocking. Um, But I think those are mistakes that are kind of expected of a rookie undrafted free agent running back. And I think that's why they had Latavius Murray in there in the the capacity that they did, right? Like, they didn't want to just put Tyson Williams out there with, like, the whole game and just, like, let him make more mistakes. They wanted to give him a little buffer. And I think that's why, like, what Latavius Murray Murray served. Um, And it'll probably be a similar role, but I think even if it is a similar role, he got four targets in the passing game, which is, like, tied for most for Ravens running backs through all last year. Um. Yeah, so he had nine attempts, 65 yards. He averaged 7.2 yards a carry, you know, great efficiency with the football, finished with 18 fantasy points. Um, and Lamar fumbled three times. So what's in Lamar's mind? Fumbling three times and losing the game off of one of those fumbles, by the way. Yep. So in my, in my head, what does Lamar not want to do? Fumble the ball. So how does he not do that? A, he's more secure with the ball when he's running. And B, he doesn't run the ball as much which equates to more touches for the running backs, i.e. Tyson Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I'm going with Tyson Williams as my hero on the week. Um, and then I'll just I'll roll right into my honorable mention uh, hero, and that's Tim Patrick. Uh, I already talked about him. You know, he was all he does is catch touchdown passes, right? FYI, he tied um, with the, the amount of touchdowns last year that he had with DeAndre Hopkins and Robert Woods. Tim Patrick had six touchdowns last year. Like Tim Patrick, right? But even yeah. in week one, he was four for four. Um, he only had 39 yards, but he catches everything that's thrown his way. He gets open. No Judy. Good matchup. Uh, I think Tim Patrick will absolutely do enough to uh, to float your float your team this week if if you're in a pinch for a wide receiver because he's probably on your wave wire right now. Oh yeah. Um, and that's my honorable mention. Do you guys have any hero honorable mentions? 
Um, I do, actually, in the same game as you and Tim Patrick, and that's the Broncos running backs, both of them. So <laughs> that's Nolan all I have. Gordon both running backs. Fastest I, running I, back last week. I think Gordon, yep. yeah, Gordon it will probably be the top guy out of that backfield this week once again. Uh, I do think Javante Williams is going to have a really good week also. And so I actually I have both actually, guys. I think they actually split. Like, you like mentioned 50, 50 yeah. Yeah, I think they split, um, not carries, but yeah. uh, snaps. I think it was pretty even. Mm-hmm. So that would be mine. I like it. Ryan, you got one, or are you want to move on to it? You want to lead us off with your zero of the week? So the other one is going to be Leonard Fournette, just in case Rojo fumbles <laughs> the ball three. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I ain't doing that. You're the b-hole oh, bit again. I wouldn't have loved it. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, so, yeah, my zero is going to be the Green, back, uh, Green Bay Packers defense. There are a lot of people picking them up off waiver wires just to play them against Detroit. I'm going to say that I don't think they're going to get as many points as you think they're going to get you. They're, I don't think they're going to get you a 10-point game. I'm liking the way Anthony Lynn is scheming these games. Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift, both top five, top six running backs for PPR this week. And we're going to bite some kneecaps. So if you're picking up their defense to win you a game, I don't think it's going to happen. I think we could play from behind, but we've got some more kneecaps to bite. There's that Lions fan, baby. You're back. You're back. I'm back. Um, We lost you for a second. And, you know, you know, when you're dogging my boy, uh, when we were dogging the Lions, I should say with Aaron Jones, but yeah, no, we're back. I agree. I think, uh, I think the Lions in general are just an under the radar, underrated team. They're not good. I'm not going to go out and say that they're good and they're going to contend for anything. Um, but I could see him winning six or seven feisty games this, this year. Yeah. You know, we're seven is kind of on, on the high end, but I don't think they're as bad as the national media projects. Um, so I like that pick for your zero. Steve, who's your zero for the week? So I kind of mentioned it earlier. Um, had a great week last week, this guy did. About 31, almost 32 points uh, on the week. 189 yards, one touchdown, 12 targets. And Steve Samuel. Um, and I do have it in here. It's all on what Shanahan says. But you know if IU can play, he's gonna he's gonna take targets away from him. But right now, the biggest factor is Debo Samuel. Has to go up against big play Slay, Darius Slay. And last week, Darius Slay held Calvin Ridley to 51 yards. He He shut Ridley down. I think Slay's going to do it again, and that's why I'm not high on Debo Samuel this week. Would you say George Kittle gets the majority of the targets then? Because the answer could affect what I do with George Kittle. Um, I, I do. I think Kittle would probably, I think Kittle would, uh, it, 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 I guess it depends on who the second, I think they're still going to target Samuel, but 
Or are you hopeful I mean, that it goes to Ayuk and you're trolling me? I think they're still no, I think I think they're still gonna target Samuel, but I think I think I mean who come on, who would you rather have? Debo Samuel, Calvin Ridley. Right? Yeah. You're, you're taking Ridley ninety nine point nine percent of the time. And he got shut down by Darius Slay last week. I'm, Debo Samuel yeah. Debo Samuel has to face that same that same guy. You know, big play slate. So, um, I think they're still going to try to target him. I don't think it's going to work. Um, I do think Kittle will probably be looked at, but that's that's my reasoning. Is, I'll disagree. I'll disagree with that take. I, I I see your reasoning, but I I think this game is going to be a high scoring game because I think. Oh, you maybe, think- I think both of these teams, the Eagles and the 49ers respectively, got kind of cupcake like week one matchups in the Falcons and the Lions. Um, but I think they're off, both of those teams' offenses are more than capable of scoring points on almost any defense. And so what that equates to in my mind is they're both going to score a lot of points on each other, kind of like a gunfight. But, I mean, I do. Th- if 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 they let IU go, man, Shanahan is just a wild smoking gun. Like, if they let IU go and he plays to the potential that we think he could play, then I would, I definitely agree with your take. I think Debo gets faded this week, especially off of his big week one. But yeah, um, I disagree. But that's all right. Yeah, I, no, I mean, I think when you're looking at it, Atlanta. Let's put a bet me, on it then, Steve. I'm down, but Atlanta has a better offense than, mm, than the 49ers. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, than the 49ers. I would say Atlanta has a better offense, right? Or no? I don't agree with that. Yeah, I don't, don't agree know? with that either. I think with Shanahan, Matt, yeah, go ahead. Like Matty Ice, I don't know what's going on with him. And then I don't know if he's, this He's worn Arthur, out, man. He's worn out. I don't know yeah. if Arthur Smith's schemes are going to fit this team. I don't know if it's going to work there. I think Matt Ryan is playing like how Matt Stafford would have played if Matt Stafford stayed with the Lions this year. Like he's just going through another rebuild, and like I think Matt, that, like deep down, Matt Ryan knows that he's probably not going to make another championship run like he had. I don't know. It's, I it's like the receiver pieces that they have. Yeah. But just like the Falcons' defensive line, their offensive line is like my – I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here comes Ryan with another butthole reference. Hey, you want to talk about buttholes? I can talk nah, about them all really. day. <laughs> hey. Oh, you said you did. Well, <laughs> hey. let me bring up my notes about buttholes. Funny that you ask. <laughs> let me show you some hey, pictures. I don't, I don't, I don't hate it, Steve. That's all I have. Samuel yeah. is going to get shut down by Slate. We know okay. how play. We know how Slay plays. I don't know if you guys forgot, it but he was on the Lions. Seem, yeah, no, it does seem like there's a shift in the paradigm of like defensive backs, like right, like we were talking about in the group chat, like Jair Alexander, Marcus Lattimore, um, who's the Ra- Ramsey? Who's the Rams yeah. guy? Ramsey. You know, it just seems like <laughs> a lot of shutdown quarterbacks in the league right now. Um, and they showed it in week one. So, yeah, that's but a good point. I, I, I do agree. I had to have that little, you know, tidbit in there. Yeah, I, you could absolutely. play. 
Because if he doesn't I, play, if he doesn't play, then yes, we could be looking at a different situation. But I do think it's going to be a tough night for Samuel all night. So fair enough. I even I have an even more hot take for my zero of the week, mm-hmm. um, and mine is Delvin Cook. And we're talking about guys like <laughs> he drafted early. You talk, this guy probably went number two, number three, at the latest probably number four in pretty much every draft there was right so Dalvin Cook um and his why Derrick Henry week one we all know Derek Derek Yeti Derrick Henry you know he's he's a monster you give it to him 30 times a game well week one against Arizona um he was pedestrian he had 80 you know the, the Titans in general had 86 rushing yards I think Derrick Henry had like a 12 carries um really was a non-factor for the entire for the pretty much the entire game. And I think Arizona's defense is just, they're healthy. Uh, Chandler Jones is back. You know, they got JJ Watt now, like that defensive line is just nasty. Um, and the Cardinals are just a nasty team in general. Like, I just think the defense is so good. Buda Baker's awesome. Dalvin Cook's going to have a rough go of it. And I think that it's going to be a lot like week one. I think the Cardinals are going to get ahead and, um, the Vikings are going to get forced into having to throw the ball a lot, and Dalvin Cook's going to get game scripted out. And I know Dalvin Cook's a little bit more of a pass catching back than Derrick Henry, but I don't think it matters much. Uh, Dalvin Cook, week one, he averaged three yards, just barely three yards carry. So he didn't have a great week one either, which is pretty much tied for his lowest yards per carry with all of last year. Um, so is, is Dalvin Cook the same? You know. Um, so yeah, I think Dalvin Cook. I would be fading Dalvin Cook. I, and he's another guy, just like Saquon, right? You're not going to not play Dalvin Cook. Like, mm-hmm. you drafted him in your top four um, in every draft. You're not going to yep. not play him. But it's just, like, taper your expectations, right? And if he if he's not on your roster, then maybe you target him after this week um, as, like, a trade guy, right? Like, we talked about these guys like Zeke last week, guys that you would look to trade for if they, you know, it's still early in the season, early enough to where, a lot of fantasy managers, especially people that aren't as hardcore in the fantasy world, um, if this guy has a stinker week two, um, then maybe you could get him at a value for a trade. So maybe target him after this week. But I think Dalvin Cook has a disappointing week uh, as far as fantasy is concerned. Yeah, someone sent us a Saquon for Zeke trade in the Shear Dynasty League. I just wanted you guys to see that before I <laughs> yeah, put no, the kibosh on it. Yeah, we should I accept it. Too. Yeah. I, actually, I actually considered <laughs> um, like countering it and like maybe adding a couple pieces, but I didn't see anybody on that person's roster worth like countering with. Like I was like, just no. Like, <laughs> yeah, I saw it. Yeah, you know? I saw it, and I debated it for about a half a second. I'm like, uh. <laughs> yeah. I want to see what they would say if I hit accept. <laughs> Guys, check out this <laughs> awesome trade I just go go, go check out Sleeper. Right, yeah. I don't know. Oh, I'd kill you. Maybe you should try that with Lawrence or something. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. said it to me, baby. You know, we'll let we'll let everyone in on that. So, so Ryan is trying to place a lesser lesser uh, fantasy manager in our dynasty league on a Trevor Lawrence for Tyrod Taylor trade. Now, when you it's say been, fleece, you imply that I sent this trade to send No, no, I, no I'm, I'm implying that you know better as a senior, senior member of the league. And, and I will say this. Is, <laughs> if you wake up tomorrow morning 
it, let's say you're in my position and you woke up, which it was not how it happened, but there was a trade, Trevor Lawrence for your Tyrod Taylor. You're telling me you would not hit accept. I'm hitting accept faster than you, you know, make your head spin. I'm hitting accept so damn fast, but that's not the point here, right? I'm just have a little integrity, okay? That's all I'm asking. And te- let me uh, let me defend myself as well to the two people listening. Just listen to me. I did send him God. a Tyson Williams, Michael's hero of the week, which I have in my roster, and the heir apparent to the Green Bay Packers, Jordan Love, packaged. He sent back to me Tyrod Taylor for Lawrence instead. And I said, okay, I like this trade. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else I can do about it. The same man would. Can't hate on it. it. I would say the same thing. Yeah. Like Uh, I said earlier, I'm not hating on you for accepting it, but I also am hating on you for accepting it kind of deal. See, I'd be the idiot. I'd be the idiot that sends him a message like, are you sure you want to do that? Like, because I'll accept that. Like, (laughs) Like I'm mad at you, but I'm also mad at you in envy. It's all good. I'll take it. Yeah. Anyway, I will take it. That's our show for today. Um, you can find us. I don't know why I trailed off there. You can find us anywhere podcasts are found. Um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Look us up on YouTube. I'm going to try to get this uploaded to YouTube this time so you guys can finally watch us on that. Steve's got the banner right there, Three Fantasy Boys. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Follow all that. Uh, we're posting memes and just random fantasy stats and clips from the show. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Motor City Mikey. Sometimes I tweet, and usually it's about football. And we will see you guys on Monday. There will also be pictures of my b-hole as well. Yeah, oh yeah. Don't forget Ryan's b-hole because that's a key point of our show. That's actually a focal point of our show. (laughs) When we're not talking about fantasy, we're talking about Ryan's b-hole. And we'll finish it with that. All right. Y'all have a good. Y'all have a good weekend. Later. Peace.